Hello and welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, where we explore simple, authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Dave Betts, and with my wife and co-host, Shereya, we are exploring all the things that make our faith what it is. None of the jargon, none of the churchy words, and all of the joy of learning about and celebrating Jesus together. Thank you for joining us as we delve into episode two of our series entitled Prayer for Normal People. Last week, we looked at what prayer is and why it's important. And today, we are asking the question, how do we pray? Shreya, last week, we talked a little bit at the end of the episode about those churchy stock phrases we often hear in prayers that are definitely not wrong in and of themselves, but sometimes become uh, placeholders for genuine heartfelt prayers if we're not careful i'm wondering can you think of any classics that that we've been guilty of or that you know people maybe in our circles have been guilty with and we don't want to be disparaging and we again want to highlight that these are not wrong in and of themselves but they can become kind of cliches that we use can you think of any oh yeah um one that i know i am guilty of is is the bless this food to our bodies good i say that all (laughs) the time i think it's just something i grew up with um so that's something that i say and I don't really know why I said it. Or, or to the nourishment of our bodies. Yeah. Bless yeah. this food to the nourishment of our bodies. That's one for sure. Um, another one, oh, traveling mercies. Like, to, yeah, to pray for like traveling mercies. What, like, what does that mean? <laughs> I guess, I mean, I guess safety, but. Yeah. Um, what, you know, maybe you could just say, Lord, we pray for, I mean, mercy as we travel. What's the opposite of mercy? Wrath. We, I guess. we pray against wrath as we travel. Like, why don't you just say, keep us safe on the roads, Lord? I, and, and not that again, again, don't want to criticize people's <laughs> hearts behind it. We're just talking about the phrases themselves. Yeah. Um, oh, I think something that I can do sometimes too, or I notice other people doing is like explaining a situation in their prayers to God when obviously God knows the situation, like, like just like a detailed description of what's happening. I don't know. Do I, you, I think you know every I mean? single story you, you share has detailed ex- Yes, yeah, that's, that's why I'm guilty of it because I just go into so much detail. Don't always need to. Yeah, those are good examples. I've got a few examples. I saw that uh, actually Shreya and I prepped for this by asking that question to each other beforehand. And we both had the same, um, one of the same answers, which is um, throwing in the phrase Father God or Lord God all the way through. So, Lord, I just uh, want to pray, Father God, that you would be with us, Father God, as we go to the shops, Father God, as we open our doors, Father God. You know, just adding it as like a full stop, a, punch, a punctuation mark, as opposed to an actual designated title. It's not how we normally talk to people. In fact, I want to share something with you in a minute. Uh, yeah, for me, it's bless this food to our bodies and the hands that prepared it. I, I end up just saying it and not actually thinking about what I'm saying. So I have to sometimes tune myself in and make sure that when I'm saying it, I mean it. And I, I talked about it last week about praying, in your mighty name we pray at the end. I got that from Miller, uh, from our Bible school. And it's a really great phrase to, to remind yourself of whose name we're praying in. But it's just become this like phrase that I say at the end. It's like, right, I'm getting to the end of my, my prayer now. So now I'm just going to say that. And I have to be careful and make sure that I'm, I'm really reminding myself of why I'm saying something. So yeah, I mean, I like to research these episodes. And I found this really funny video by a church called Anchor Church in L.A., um, and the, it was called, what if we talk to people like we talked to God? Now I'm going to put that video on the show notes at simplefaithpodcast.com. So you can check it out. I strongly encourage you to, cause it's hilarious. But uh, in that video, the wife asks the husband for something from the store and I copied out the, the, the script and I thought, Shreya, it would be great to, to read it in your best prayer voice. So this oh, is, boy. this is uh, what would happen if we talked to 
uh, our spouses like we talked to God. Do it in your best prayer voice, please. <laughs> I'll try. This might be terrible. Okay, this is what it says. It says, I just want to say thank you, Dave, husband. I just want to thank you for going to the store for us. I want to thank you for just taking the time to take care of our needs, husband, babe. <laughs> so while you're there, husband, babe, if you, could, <laughs> if you could just pick up some milk, Dave, husband, that would be so great. I would so appreciate it. And then if you could just, when you're at the store, go to the milk section, husband, babe, and just <laughs> take that milk, husband, and, and put it in your capable car, husband, babe. And, <laughs> and then if you could just go to the front and check out and just pay for that milk, husband, babe. <laughs> this is so hard. I just thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for getting me that milk. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, husband, babe. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> amen 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 okay can i can i just <laughs> say so the, the only thing the only thing that's weird about that is that sheree doesn't call me babe everything else she does <laughs> no i don't <laughs> that is a that is a lie <laughs> yeah, okay maybe it's a lie it's ridiculous check out that video if you get the chance because they the guys at anchor church in la did a really good job of that yeah actually that reminds me of another one that that people say is is the just like just oh god of just just this, just that, like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can God, we, would you just be here right now? We pray that you would just speak to us right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, Dave, it's not wrong to do these things when we pray, but I think it's really important to recognize when we do start making prayer formulaic or, or ritualistic rather than authentic conversation, we can still show God reference and respect while also being genuine and normal when we talk to him. Yeah, that's exactly it. Although we are joking about the stereotypes and some of the funny things that 21st century Christians do in church, we're actually really serious about the importance of prayer. And uh, you might know this already, but on the Simple Faith podcast, we love to quote people who are just way smarter than us that we've learned from. And before we get going talking about how to pray, I want to read you a quote from a book that we've quoted a few times before, Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. He says this, do you remember the last time you gathered with believers just to pray? Or is prayer something you do only before you eat? Or something your church does only when it needs to transition out of the sermon while the band walks onto the stage? Would you say that prayer plays any meaningful role in the life of your church? And then a few uh, pages later, he says, if prayer isn't vital for your church, then your church isn't vital. This statement may be bold, but I believe it's true. If you can accomplish your church's mission without daily passionate prayer, then your mission is insufficient and your church is irrelevant. Whoa, those are some really powerful questions and, and a really powerful statement at the end. If you can accomplish your church's mission without daily passionate prayer, then your mission is insufficient and your church is irrelevant. If you're anything like me, I found prayer really hard for the longest time because I felt like my prayers weren't good enough and it always felt like people had so much more to say and, and I just didn't. If you feel like that too, our prayer is that you will finish this episode with some really helpful pointers and guides to aid you in your prayers. But ultimately, remember that at, at its heart, prayer is simple. It's authentic and it's a heartfelt conversation with your heavenly father. And that is enough.
Okay, so let's start with some general tips for prayer. Firstly, when we pray, yes, we do pray for the things that we want sometimes, but more importantly, we pray according to God's will. So Jesus showed us that by his example. In Matthew 26, 39, he says, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And as we'll see later in the Lord's Prayer when we come to that, he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's his prayer. That's Jesus's prayer, who is God himself. Often when God doesn't answer our prayers, it isn't because he's ignoring us. And sometimes I think we tend to think that that's what's happening. He's just ignoring us. No, it's uh, because perhaps he sees a bigger picture than the one that we do. For example, I remember praying once to be with a girl who'd broken up with me. And guess what? God didn't answer it. In fact, if he had have answered my prayer, I wouldn't have gone to Bible school in Canada. Probably I would have stayed in that frankly, disaster of a relationship that was clearly dysfunctional. And I wouldn't have met Shreya or be building the church here in Red Deer. Now, I didn't know all that when I prayed my prayer to be with this girl, but God did. So it's really helpful sometimes to remind ourselves that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts, which is why often people will pray, Lord, if it's your will, we would love to see or experience, I don't know, A, B or C. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. It can be really hard when God doesn't seem to answer our prayers, uh, but it's so important to remember that God sees the bigger picture of our lives and we can trust that even when things don't always go the way that we want, God is still good and he still loves us and wants the best for us. I think that we all know that the things that we want in life are not always the best thing for us. So for example, uh, I want to eat chocolate bars all the time, but if I allowed myself to eat chocolate bars as often as I wanted them, I would be very sick and very unhealthy. So we have to remember that that God, yeah, like Dave said, he knows the big picture and he, he knows what's best for us. Yeah. So firstly, we pray according to God's will. And by the way, Shreya's chocolate bar of choice is Hershey's cookies and cream. Just just in case you want to send Hershey's cookie, cookies and cream bar in, feel free. Uh, secondly, we talked about this in the last episode, but there's this tension between the biblical call to pray without ceasing, but also to pray in in private. Well, you can't, can't do both of those things, right? Surely. Uh, listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 5, verses 5 to 8. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Now, I remember I went to Estonia once, and I was in a church. I think it was a Canadian guy, actually, if I remember rightly. Uh, Anyway, there was a pastor who was speaking, and he preached on this passage. And he was like, when you pray, you have to be literally behind closed doors when you pray. You can't pray outside outside of those closed doors. You, You must pray in private, and that's it. And I remember thinking then, "Mm, not really sure that that's what the passage is saying. This was quite a while ago now. But I think what the passage is really saying is not that. I think he's saying, just don't pray to show off. I mean, have you ever seen that? People who are the most enthusiastic, loud, charismatic prayer goliaths whose walks don't maybe line up with their talks. You know, again, don't get me wrong. not, Not all loud prayers are like that. But here's the thing. There's almost always an elderly 
a faithful, quiet woman in every church who hardly says a word, but is an absolute prayer giant. In every church I've been in, that's been the case. A prayer warrior who goes to battle in secret for the people around them. I don't know if you've ever encountered someone like that. If you do know someone like that, why not thank them the next time that you see them? That would be a real blessing for them, I'm sure, because they do a lot of prayer work behind the scenes and it goes missed so often. Okay, so some simple quick tips there. Pray according to the will of God and don't use prayer to show off. They're so obvious, but it's so much easier said than done. Uh, Moving on, there are basic types of prayer, three basic types of prayer. In fact, in Timothy Keller's book on prayer, it's called prayer. (laughs) He calls them upward prayer, inward prayer, and outward prayer. So upward prayer is God-focused prayer. You know, the kind of stuff where we stand in awe at his greatness or we thank him for the wonder of the gospel and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, where we say, Lord, thank you that you are the God of the universe, that you know every hair on our heads and so on, those kinds of prayers. Inward prayer is when we examine ourselves. And that might mean that we need to confess our sins to God or reflect on how we can better align our lives with what God is calling us to. Now, We often don't do that, especially when we pray in public, because it's very rare, I find, that people confess their sins in prayer in a public place. And so we've got upward prayer and inward prayer. And then outward prayer is when we ask for things and pray for others. So the fancy word for these things are supplication. So that's asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. And then intercession, where we intervene on behalf of others. We're praying for others. So this is the type of prayer that in my experience, we tend to spend the vast majority of our time on. Uh, We treat God like that spiritual vending machine like we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. And and just so we're clear, it's, it's not wrong to ask God for things. In fact, in our last episode, we looked at a bunch of verses where Jesus encouraged us to ask God for things and, and to be persistent in asking. But I think that sometimes if we're not careful, we can become really quite selfish in in what we're asking for. And so our motivation for praying ends up being wrong. That's why it's so important to pray in accordance with God's will and not our own. And sometimes we don't know what God's will is, and that's okay. The amazing thing is that the more time we spend with God in prayer and learning about who God is, the more our hearts are naturally going to align with His. Exactly. Yeah. So we have this, you know, upward prayer and inward prayer and outward prayer. What we're looking for, I think, and this is our suggestion, is that we aim for a real balance of the three. You know, if you think you're spending a lot of time on outward prayer, praying for things and praying for others, or maybe spend some time in upward prayer, spend spend some time focusing your prayers on God and inward prayer, maybe spend some time uh, confessing any sin in in your life or, or praying that you would be, you know, your heart would be aligned with what God is calling us to. Just a quick side note before we uh, continue there is that I guess there's a fourth aspect of prayer as well that that we maybe aren't going to address too much here, but that's just listening to God, spending some time reflecting. Actually, we will talk about it a little bit later, but not not in a huge depth. But yeah, spend some time listening to God. You know, God wants to speak to us. And I think the irony is that we don't wait on him enough. There's this song, Strength Will Rise As We Wait Upon The Lord. It was the bane of my life as a worship leader. And let me tell you why. It's a great song, but the lyrics go, Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord, as we wait upon the Lord, as we wait upon the Lord. Well, where's the waiting? Like the irony of that song is there is literally no waiting in any of that part. And then it, and then it goes, as we wait upon the Lord, as we wait upon the Lord, as we wait upon the Lord. Oh God, are you waiting forever? And there, is, there are no breaks. It's a song about strength rising when we wait upon the Lord and we don't wait upon the Lord in any way. 
And I think that's <laughs> it's kind of like this picture of what we're like as well. We, we know how important it is to wait on God and to listen for his voice to speak to us. And we say, oh, God isn't really speaking to us, but then we don't give him any time to. We're so busy talking that, and, that we don't bother to listen. Anyway, going back to getting that balance right, A.B. Simpson, um, an old school author, but a really powerful guy, he, he wrote in his book, The Life of Prayer, must it not be true that the failure of many of our prayers can be traced to our selfishness? Is not most of our prayer time spent upon our own interests? What have we ever asked for the kingdom of our Lord? There is no blessing so great as that which comes when our hearts are lifted out of ourselves and become one with Christ in intercession for others and for his cause. That is so good, but it's really challenging as well. What have we ever asked for the kingdom of our Lord? Wow, <laughs> it's a good encouragement. Now, when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he taught them the Lord's Prayer. So it goes without saying that the Lord's Prayer is pivotal in helping us understand how we pray. Now, it's slightly different in Matthew 6 and Luke 11, which is really interesting in itself, but we're going to read them both. Uh, Sheree, I wonder if you would read the first one and I'll read the second one. So if you could read Matthew 6 verses 9 to 13, this is the Lord's Prayer. So it says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yeah, and, and some translations say, for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So you might, you might recognize that as part of the Lord's Prayer. Importantly and interestingly, that actually wasn't in some of the manuscripts that were translated. So Newer translations like the ESV and the CSB have uh, actually taken that out, but it's still really, it, not because it's, um, it's wrong in any way, just because it wasn't in enough of the manuscripts to be maybe credible, but it's a really helpful thing to pray at the end. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Luke 11 verses two to four, it's still the Lord's prayer, but it's a bit shorter and it, it says this. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, as we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. Now, this is an amazing prayer because it just covers so much in such few words. You know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It starts off with that upward prayer. You know, we talked about that a minute ago, that sense of adoration. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. If you thought about just that phrase for an hour, you'd be so good. Our Father in heaven, think about that phrase. Wow, we're praying about God, the almighty, all-powerful, incomprehensibly huge maker of the heavens and earth, the one who sits on the throne, the one who is over all things, above all things, that God. you know. And then we say, hallowed be your name. Lord, we praise you because you are mighty, because you are wonderful, because you are loving, because you are kind, and because of who you are, because you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, because you are the Lord of all creation. And so you can work your way through, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, we can then, you know, you can say those words, but you can pray it more broadly as well. So we can say, Lord, we would love to see your kingdom reflected in the city of Red Deer or the city of London. We would love to see people giving their lives to you, joining your kingdom. We'd love to see the, the, the expanses of your kingdom grow as people come, in to, come to know you. 
But Lord, we pray that as we seek to see your kingdom come through our church, we pray that your will would be done. Would we do nothing that is outside of our outside of your will? Lord, would you take away anything that is not from your will? That's a really powerful prayer. Um, on earth as it is in heaven, and so on and so on. You know, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Well, that's the the prayer for asking for things. You know, give us our daily bread. And that's asking God to provide for our needs and forgive us our debt is that confession. And as we've also forgiven our, our debtors, that's that changing our hearts. We talked about how prayer changes our own hearts last week. And then lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Help us to be more like you, God. Help us to be more like you have called us to be. That's that's pretty broad. Yeah, I it's so good. And it's great to to say this prayer like word for word and 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 to concentrate on each part and uh so rich and there's so much you can you can get from it. But it's also great as just a template for our own personal prayers for our own individual hearts and situations, which is awesome too. So it's it's a great prayer and it's really cool that that Jesus taught it and it's so personal as well. Like our Father, he provides for us each day. He forgives us our sins. Like, yeah, it's it's good to just read that prayer and, and go through it slowly because there's so much there. Yeah, just to make sure that it's really clear, what we would recommend is that when you pray through the the Lord's Prayer, memorize it because it's it's only short and maybe you've got it memorized already, but but don't just say the words, pray the words and and pray those ideas more broadly, like we were were talking about. You know, remember like Sheree was saying, who it is that we're praying to, and just go through each line in your head. For me personally, one of my favorite prayer times is while I'm taking a shower. I just love going through the Lord's Prayer in my head and I mean, just praying, spending some time on each part of, of the Lord's Prayer. Okay, so as well as the Lord's Prayer, there are a number of other really helpful kind of, we, we might call them prayer templates that can help us when we pray. We found two really helpful and they're acronyms. So that means that it's a word with each letter standing for something else. So for example, I, I find it hard to explain it, but for example, the first acronym is ACTS. So A-C-T-S, ACTS. And that stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So we looked at that word earlier, that's kind of asking for things. So um, you can use that as a uh, as an order through that you pray through. So when you're praying, you could start by say, you know, adoration, thinking about how good and great God is. Confession, then moving on to, you know, where we've sinned. So we've already, we can think of that as the upward prayer and then the inward prayer. Thanksgiving. So that's where we thank God for all the amazing things that he's done. And then supplication. Notice that supplication is right at the end. That's where we're asking God for things. Often we skip the adoration and the confession and the thanksgiving and we skip straight to the supplication, but there's so much more to prayer. That's the ACTS acronym. And then Pete Greig in his recent book, How to Pray, which is really good. You should check it out. His acronym is conveniently pray, pause, rejoice, ask, and yield. So, you know, earlier we talked about just spending some time listening to God. That's what pause is about, is to pause and reflect and to, to hear from God. Rejoice is to celebrate what God is doing in your life, because no matter how bad or terrible your life might seem, God is doing great things. The very fact that you have breath is a gift from God, which is an amazing thing. And sometimes it's really hard to rejoice, but it's it's helpful. It's a helpful practice to find reasons to rejoice or to, or, you know, in the acronym, acronym to find things to be thankful for. Okay, so we pause, then we rejoice, then we ask, and then we yield. So that 
that sense of yielding is handing things over to God, saying, hey, not as I will, but you will. I yield, I give way to your will. So those are two really helpful uh, prayer templates. You know, Remember those acronyms, ACTS, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication, and Pray, Pause, Rejoice, Ask, and Yield. You can find those on the Simple Faith Podcast uh, website at simplefaithpodcast.com. We'll put those in the show notes there for you so that you can go back to those and have a look. And also every week we always put book recommendations after each episode. I don't know if you know that, but we think that's pretty cool because we love reading about this stuff. And if you want to go deeper with any of these topics, then it's a great resource to find people who just say these things amazingly well. One more thing that I would just add for when I structure my prayers is that I always think, Praise, thanksgiving, ask. Now it's a bit shorter than acts and pray acronyms. And, and I should incorporate those more into my public prayers, but it is just a really good practice to get into to think, hey, how can I thank God first before I ask this stuff? Because like we talked about earlier, you wouldn't just ask your husband or wife for things. You wouldn't just ask your boyfriend or girlfriend or your friend for things without ever, ever, ever having any other kind of conversation. It just doesn't work like that. So yeah, remember thank God for what he's doing. If you find these acronyms helpful, spend some time working through them. Spend some time going through the Lord's Prayer. There is enough there to to get praying for quite some time. Yeah, that's great. And something for me that I find personally really helpful is to take some time to just reflect on what God has already done in your life, like the prayers that he's already answered or the ways that he has already provided. It can be so powerful to take that time and, and just remember that God is at work in your life already. And then it's easier to kind of hand over the new things that you want to pray to him about and just trust that he is able to take care of those. He's able to work in those areas. So that's just something that I find personally helpful. Yeah, that's a really great insight. And it actually reminds me of Psalm 63. That's exactly what uh, King David does in that Psalm. He's been chased away by his uh, his son. He's been ch- there. Try- his son is trying to uh, chase him down and kill him. And and what does David do? He remembers God. He remembers what God has done. And this is a guy who was king, who had all the luxuries of royal life, and yet was in the desert somewhere hiding from his own son. And he says, Lord, I remember you. Um, and then he asks for things. He, he Prayer is his first resort, not his last resort. And so, yeah, great insights, Rhea. But yeah, check out Psalm 63 if you get the chance. Okay, so I think we're going to leave it there for today. Hopefully you're not too traumatized from hearing Sharia talked to me as if she was talking to God because that was a bit weird. Uh, but here's some key things that we want to remember. Firstly, when we pray, we do it according to God's will because Jesus showed us that as an example. Secondly, we don't pray to show off, which is so hard to, to actually do. It's easy in principle, but it's hard in practice. We often pray to try and make sure we look good in front of people. Let's not do that. Let's not be people that, that do that. Uh, Tim Keller talked about uh, upward prayer, which was the God-focused prayer. Inward prayer was the kind of self-examining prayer. And then outward prayer, which was where we asked for things and prayed for others. And we spend a lot of time on outward prayer. Uh, let's spend some time on upward prayer and inward prayer and also listening to God. When you pray, use Jesus' example when he prayed the Lord's Prayer. It's really helpful. Pray through it slowly. Don't necessarily use the exact words. Those are really great words because they're words from the Bible. But you can expand on each line and pray into your life from the the Lord's Prayer. Uh, And then there's those acronyms. So there's ACTS, which is Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And then Pete Greig's 
uh, acronym, pray, pause, rejoice, ask, and yield. So we hope you found that helpful. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about how we need to have the right perspective of the power of God and the importance of prayer together in tandem. Those are really important things. It's going to be just me. Sheree is going to be having a week off. And so I hope you tune in. Um, Have a fantastic week and we will speak to you very soon.